everybody. It's 2020, and welcome back to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest podcast. We are a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a continuing fantasy football league in which we obsess over the assigning pretend points to real-life football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we're going to talk about the big roster moves, upsets, victories, and defeats from the week in the league. And we'll, of course, cover the side bets and any other shenanigans the managers are up to and what we're looking forward to for the coming week. It is 2020. The season is starting. We had our draft this morning, and so much happened. So uh, generally, uh, had some thoughts. Hooray, the draft, right? We're back. Everybody's back. All the same managers. Uh, you know, everything's uh, happening, and, and it's great to be back. It's been quite a year, as we all know, for a variety of reasons. But great to be back and, and in this fantasy football league that we all love so much. So, um it was a great draft this morning. Uh, uh, nearly everybody showed up uh, for at least part of the draft, draft in person. Tom and Craig were out, as as noted, but uh, Scott dialed in remotely from his phone. Brett was on, Derek, Glenn. Uh, they all made appearances despite limited availability um, and did phone only when they could and, and chatted. And it is always great when we can, we can at least most of us, uh, be there for a draft. I think it adds a lot of character and a lot of randomness and, and a lot of fun. Um, and this year going into 2020 with the COVID situation in football, uh, we had some different rules this year that kind of changed the shape of the draft. So, um, there are now, instead of five bench spots, there are now only four bench spots. Um, and, and there's now an IR spot, but the player's got to be injured to be in it. So, um, yeah, but and, and also, I mean, that's to create more roster churn, and now we get an extra transaction. So I was moaning last year about only having three transactions per week, and I'm sure Pete, who had the most moves of anybody last year, um, champion Pete, uh, felt that burn as well. So now we're freed up to make even more moves and mistakes and wonderful victories in our transactions. So thanks to the commissioner and vice commissioner for that one. So let's uh, let's set the stage for the draft. All right. So it happened at 9 a.m. Pacific this morning. Uh, drafting first was Glenn and and Tom and and Glenn and Tom at least to start seemed like maybe presented some auto draft to start off and, and we thought okay you know maybe a, a more predictable half of of that kind of turn and end of it because it was Glenn Tom and Scott and I knew that Glenn and Scott had some limited availability um, and. In general, I would say the in-person attendance uh, were weighted towards drafting later. So the last four in the draft, all in person, were myself, Colin, Drew, and Pete. And even before that, Beach, who was uh, in person, I believe, for for most of it. Um, and so, um, yeah, we, we it was it was definitely like sort of that later round and the turn back, and, and it was very treacherous that way. Um, so drafting all seemed to go well no technical issues and uh you know at least nothing that anybody was complaining about we had a nice uh, zoom call to a company thank you 2020 and your technology but also your problems uh and uh yeah i guess over the rounds i'm not going to recap every pick uh just had some thoughts on some different uh rounds where some people did particularly well i thought uh first round want to call it drew for picking Devonte adams with the 111 thought that was some great value in um, the second round, Craig's auto draft picked up uh, Kenyon Drake at the 207, which I think is just fantastic value and definitely deprived some of those uh, early drafting folks uh, for having Kenyon Drake paired with some of their, their studs. Um, and uh, guys, in the third round, Glenn might be the one to beat this year. Um, he had maybe a mix of auto draft or some in-person, at least was dealing with some child care. Um, 
he uh, drafted uh, first, as I said. So he had Christian McCaffrey. He also got Lamar Jackson with the 301. He's got a pretty insane team this year. Um, I would say uh, fifth round, Glenn, again, picked up some amazing value with Calvin Ridley at the 501. Um, that was great. John also snagged DJ Chark at the 504. So that... Uh, that was pretty excellent move by uh, John there. Uh, in the sixth round, uh, just to toot my own horn just a little bit, I got a total in this draft of three I am chat poop on yous from our dear commissioner, Matt. Uh, and the first one was when I picked up Devontae Parker at the 604. Sixth round was also great for Scott, picking up Darren Waller with the 610. And, uh, oh yeah, right after me and before Scott picked up Darren Waller, uh, Beach got Matty Ice with the 605, which I think is going to pick him up some really great yards. Um, Seventh round uh, was pretty good. Craig, auto-draft, got the value of A.J. Green. Maybe he turns out with the uh, 706. Uh, Drew picked up great value with uh, Julian Edelman uh, of the New England Patriots, now catching uh, balls from Cam Newton at the 711. And Pete picked up DeAndre Swift, who has fallen so far, um, farther than any mocks that I did, um, at the 712. So that was a great pickup from Pete. Uh, eighth round, uh, early in the round, Colin picked up the injured David Montgomery with the 803, which was a really just, I think, a, a really valuable pickup. Uh, that's also where I got my second of three poop on use from Matt by picking up Marvin Jones uh, with the 804. And, and John had Drew Brees with the 809. Now, it's kind of weird because John also picked up Patrick Mahomes. That was the first of John taking way too many quarterbacks. I don't exactly know the strategy, but he has a lot of points on his bench. And uh, maybe that's some punishment. Maybe it's some trade capital, as he said. Uh, But yeah, interesting strategy there. Uh, In the ninth round, Matt picks up Alexander Madison, Scott's handcuff uh, for having Dalvin Cook um, with the 905. And then the humans started their QB run. We had five QBs drafted in the ninth round uh, of everybody. And uh, also Colin didn't draft a QB. He got James White with the 910, who, you know, the logic is super sound. You get a great value, somebody who's a known quantity, and Cam Newton's going to dump the ball off to the running back. I mean, that's what he did with Christian McCaffrey for years. I mean, and who's it going to be? It's going to be James White uh, doing that. So uh, 10th round, got to give props to Drew for grabbing Debo Samuel with the 1002. That was a big dang it for me because I, I really wanted Debo and I thought maybe I could get him, but Drew snagged him. Uh, I did pick up Evan Ingram in the 1004 and got my third and final poop on you from Matt, who then picked up Blake Jarwin, who's another great uh, late tight end pick. I also want to give a shout to uh, Brett. Beach got Anthony Miller with the 1005, who I think has just an awesome ceiling this year. So that might be a really, really good pick. Uh, 11th round, things are winding down. We only had 13 rounds with the uh, low bench spot. So 11th round, Colin grabbed Manny Sanders with the 1110. Drew grabbed Carrion Johnson with the 1111. Um, and then the 12th round, 13th round, not too much to talk about. Uh, run on defense from the humans because that's how it goes when you're not auto-drafting. You save it for the end. Pete and Drew and Colin taking New Orleans and Indy and New England, and that was all right ahead of me. So I took Kansas City. So dang. Good job, humans. And uh, Scott 
uh, with a good tight end grab, grabs Austin Hooper with the 12-10. And I got to say, some last round picks uh, were really nice. Uh, props to Glenn for CD Lamb with the 1301. I think that's going to be a really good one for Glenn. So uh, we've got some really strong uh, teams out there. I think the humans acquitted themselves very well. There have been a lot of talk last year about how auto draft was an unfair advantage for the people who weren't there and and how it was so much better than the than the humans but i I put out a poll in our group me and so far it seems like people are thinking the humans beat the computer this year and we did okay and uh i always like it when we can you know show our our mental muscle over over the dastardly rankings in the computer that have done so well for folks uh so uh yeah just wanted to kind of give a summary i guess uh, of each team well i don't know before actually sorry i get ahead of myself um I called out some some highlights. I will say some lowlights. Uh, not lowlights, just some WTFs. Like, uh, you know, Scott, maybe a bit of a reach, taking Jonathan Taylor at the 303. That's okay. You know, that, that kind of thing happens. If you believe in somebody, you take him. Like, I took Antonio Gibson at the 709, and hopefully that was, you know, good, or I gambled and said I probably wouldn't make it back to me in the seventh, in the eighth round, but uh, who knows. Um, but then, so Derek confuses all. I, I would love to hear more from Derek about Lynn Bowden, or Bowden, the Las Vegas, like, rookie running back guy. Is he rookie me? He was at the 707. Why are you taking somebody that's so unknown at the 707? You could have had him in the 13th round. You know, who who is that? And then, crazily enough, Lynn Bowden got traded to Miami later today. So that's just how the cookie crumbles. But, you know, I, I appreciate Derek shooting his shot, you know, picking who he wants to pick. Um, and maybe he's going to be awesome. I actually need to do more research and just see who is that person. But uh, that was that was sort of a WTF, or at least uh, we were all just, you know, jaws drop didn't need to do it um but Derek otherwise has a really good roster he's got really good wideouts great tight end uh Deshaun Watson at quarterback who's awesome you know gonna be a good team um he just kind of has a little bit of a weakness there at running back for spending his pick there um otherwise John WTF man uh John takes Mahomes and then he took quarterbacks in round eight Round nine, round 11. You do not need three quarterbacks on your bench. What are you doing? Also, there are enough quarterbacks to go around where even the people who are doing streaming aren't going to trade you for it, not with the people they just drafted. You're just going to have to drop them anyway, man. What's up? Man, it could have been a little disrespectful, um, and, and I don't know if he meant it that way. Um, but definitely uh, felt a bit spiteful and negative in a draft that otherwise was very positive, I felt like. Very optimistic. Everybody looking to, to fantasy football here in 2020. Uh, so, breaking down the teams, uh, just wanted to, to give some early thoughts on, on everybody's team. So, Glenn started out with Christian McCaffrey, and he also has Lamar Jackson from the third round. He's going to just be scary for pretty much any opponent um he has really good wide receivers with galladay and ridley uh and and will fuller and uh his his rb2 um you know and and depth could be an issue i feel like he really front-loaded the glory of his draft and so depth could be an issue but when you have a starting lineup like that i'm not sure you need much else uh so glenn looking very scary uh tom now 
Tom drafted second on auto draft and auto draft uh, gave him Saquon as the second pick and Cam Akers as his other running back. So if Cam Akers hits, if he's that great running back for the Rams, like a lot of people are hoping he will be, uh, that could be a really amazing duo for him. Um, and wideouts, he's got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and Terry McLaurin. So pretty good starting Arsenal. His quarterback is Josh Allen, who, again, if it works out and Josh, Josh Allen is the Josh Allen that people hope he can be, um, you know, that's great. But he also could be terrifically inconsistent. Um, yeah. So we'll see how auto draft worked out for Tom as, as the season continues. Now, Scott, Scott drafted at least part of it in person. I'm not entirely sure because of the way the app, but I think he drafted everybody in person. Um, and his, his RBs look great. He's got Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor with Zach Moss as a backup. Uh, his RBs are going to be a strength for sure. Wide receiver and tight end, probably not as much, but everybody sort of waits something one way or another, and Scott's waiting towards RBs, and you know, it's it's going to be a factor. It's going to be something people have to keep up with. So, yeah. Uh, John, you know, we've talked about John uh, taking Zeke, Mahomes, all the quarterbacks. Um, you know, his wide receivers are Adam Thielen and DJ, Sh- or yeah, DJ Shark, Char- Baby Shark. Uh, it's going to be solid, you know. Um, he has too many QBs on the bench and no depth behind his players. But you know what? You know, again, really solid up front, and we'll see what happens on the waiver wire. Now, Matt, I want to talk about Matt because Matt's first pick, controversially, if you know anything about the history of this league, is Alvin Kamara, who did him so dirty last year. Kamara uh, was just horrible for him uh, last year. And you know what? He went back into the flames. I am wishing you luck, my man. I hope Kamara works out real well. After week one, I am playing you week one. So maybe week one, let's not. But between Kamara and Connor, he definitely has some injury history there with his RB1 and RB2. So we'll see where that goes. You know, it could work out. A lot of people predicted a lot of injuries uh, last year for folks like Dalvin Cook, Carson Wentz, uh, where they didn't, and they had amazing years. So, you know, it can happen. And his his wide receiver uh, core, uh, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, uh, is solid. Uh, Wilson at QB could have an amazing year. Uh, we always say Russell Wilson could have an amazing year if they allow him to cook, I guess. Um, and so uh, doing real solid for Team Human, uh, really interesting team with his choices there. Speaking of Team uh, the other way, I guess, not speaking of the other way, Craig with Team Auto Draft here. Um, his early RBs are, are really solid. You know, Auto Draft gave him Derrick Henry, Kenny Drake, Chris Carson as his first three picks. Um, tight end, he has Mark Andrews, who's awesome, uh, did so well at the back end of last year. Uh, the QB is Dak, who's also awesome. Um, you know, that's fine. You, you have a really solid roster, I guess. Um, the, the computer always sort of picks. In weird ways, though, and later in the draft, draft I can't even talk, uh, wide receiver and depth are going to be tough for Craig. So uh, he may have to do a bit more active managing than he might like with some of those picks. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Derek, Derek, man, uh, Derek did so well. I, I think I said this before, but he basically he went zero RB and it probably paid off. I mean, Hang on, let me just uh, get this this roster here. So he has 
Michael Thomas is his first pick. And he went uh, Mike Evans. Or no, he did Travis Kelsey, then Mike Evans. Uh, and he has Deshaun Watson at quarterback, running backs. He did acquit himself after that other one, uh, after the Bowden, with um, Devin Singletary, Phil Philip Lindsay, and Ronald Jones. So he does have some solid, you know, not the most amazing running back pieces, but, you know, he's he's solid. He's got Kelsey, he's got Watson and his wide receivers are awesome. So I, I think he really successfully played off as a counterpoint to a very running back heavy early draft from particularly the humans, uh, and, and zagged when everybody else zigged. I think it's going to work out. I think that team, that, that dog can hunt. Uh, so well done, Derek, definitely tip of the cap to you. Um, and speaking of the early strategies, Beach went, went George Kittle early. Um, which he was the first person to uh, pull the trigger on the tight ends. Uh, pretty scary top of the roster from Beach. I mean, with uh, Joe Mixon, George Kittle, and uh, you know Robert Woods, Odell Beckham. You know he's he's got some really really good pieces. I think his his running backs are going to be a problem. You know, behind Joe Mixon, who. You know, the Bengals are not going to be in winning game scripts that much. Uh, he's got Todd Gurley, and he's got, uh, who else, Matt Bereda. Okay, you know, fine. He may have to be more active on that market. But, um, you know, otherwise, uh, he's got a ton of young upside at the wide receiver position. This is somebody who's drafting to win. He's got a, you know, high, high ceiling. Who are his wide receivers? Deontay Johnson on the on the Steelers. Anthony Miller. Henry Ruggs. Fast, young, could score a lot of touchdowns between that and Kittle. Um, you know, I I think uh, later in the year, particularly once once those roles really develop, I don't think usually young wide receivers do as well at the start of the year. Uh, but once those develop, oh man, Beach is going to be scary. Watch out for Beach. Like, you know, I'd say game five on if he keeps up with that. Um, and, and check out his record, because I don't think it's going to be a bad record. Uh, for me, I guess, going in the draft order, I drafted ninth. Um, you know, what's there to say? I, I'm pretty happy with my roster. I think I'm, I'm at that phase. Everybody goes through sort of ups and downs looking at their roster, whether it's regret or patting yourself on the back, and then more regret and more regret. But <laughs> right now, I'm at the patting myself on the back. So I, I got to say, um, you know, snag some pretty good values. My first running back is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I got Evan Engram at a really good value at tight end. I have Antonio Gibson. I have some other pieces that I, I really like. Um, and overall, my draft strategy went more or less to plan, which in this league, with the amount of chaos and randomness that tends to happen at draft time, is just wild to say. I don't think I've ever said that uh, about my roster uh, before, which is which is uh, ominous, I guess. Maybe I should be worried. You know, it's like if, if you're not the person in the room who thinks they did a bad job, uh, maybe you just don't have your head on straight. But that's the way the draft goes. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, now, Colin, I really like Colin's uh, roster a lot. You know, we talked about Beej's roster being optimistic, you know, full of young talent. Colin's is full of just dangerous talent. It's really streaky. So he's got Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper, who both are amazing wide receivers, but both scored a lot in a few games. They're, they're 
points per game is high, but there are a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And Stefan Diggs, he added on to that with Stefan Diggs, who, again, will be a lot of highs, a lot of lows because, uh, you know, he's, he's a speedy guy. But Josh Allen, not the most reliable quarterback, not the regular uh, Swiss watch of a, of a guy that you'd might want for for more sustained output so but you know as quarterback Colin has Kyler Murray who was amazing through the second half of last year so Kyler's gonna be really good and James White we already talked about what a steal that was and what a smart pick that was so Colin is gonna have at least that foundation and then the streakiness on top I think we're gonna see some really high high scores from Colin uh, next drafted 11th was Drew he has some amazing potential value I feel like Drew had the best value draft of anybody because he waited till Devonte adams was the 111 he had david johnson raheem mostert kareem hunt julian edelman hayden hurst debo samuel that we already talked about him getting debo samuel so late uh they are just potentially awesome value picks where uh you know the value and what you get out of those drafts is is just going to be so much higher than where you drafted them for um but the key here is potential you know, Drew, again, the humans, I feel like the humans did really well, shows a lot of optimism. David Johnson in his new role, Raheem Mostert in the timeshare, Kareem Hunt uh, with the new offensive coordinator, uh, Julian Edelman with the new quarterback. I mean, he's showing a lot of optimism and some of them may hit. Maybe not all of them are going to hit, but if they do, it's just going to be insane um, in terms of just how solid and stacked Drew's roster is. And you want to talk about solid, uh, you know, hey, potential uh, future past repeat champ Pete. Uh, that made no sense. But hey, Pete, uh, last but certainly not least, really, really solid value throughout the roster. I feel like Drew and Pete uh, drafted so solidly and back to back, it was a nightmare of a turn, I'm sure. Um, so, Pete could be really scary for a few reasons. One of them is his quarterback is Jared Goff with uh, Tyler Higby as the uh, as the tight end, and he also has Miles Sanders once he's healthy, who's going to be really great. You know that roster doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. You know you look up and down it, and uh, really not not bad at all. So I mean, trust the process. He says Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, Mark Ingram. Uh, I trust a lot with that and the just paid Keenan Allen. So yeah, well, well played. So overall, you know, a lot of really good things uh, to say about everybody's roster, I think. Um, and I mean that genuinely, I'm not trying to like search for compliments. Everybody uh, has some really good stuff going in a lot of potential. And that's where we're at right now. It's 2020. The uh, January through December, I mean, through September have been pretty rough, but we are getting into football season Here's something when we can all have fun together and uh, and compete against each other at this silly, silly game, and there's just so much fun to be had. And I look at each one of these rosters and look at uh, a lot of potential fun. So, yeah, just really looking forward to what's to come. I don't know how much action there's going to be on the waiver wire. This is really just sort of a, a pre-week one, post-draft uh, revel in the fact that fantasy football is back sort of game. Uh, and here we're at. So fun times ahead, folks. I'm going to be here, Chris Smith, uh, podcasting the season away and, uh, looking forward to talking to you all season long. So this is the soap opera for dudes digest. Uh, we'll talk to you next week when we have something to talk about after this draft. Woohoo. What? D R A M A drama <laughs> right there. 
Yep, for 